Hello, my name is William Lynch, and um, this is my partner. I'm Tomohiro Niwano. And um, today, we're going to be arguing that the Civil War, a very large and influential war in American history, had many causes, but we're going to be arguing that one of the most important was Nat Turner's Rebellion. First, I think that we should talk about the motives behind the rebellion. That's a wonderful idea. I too believe that it's important to understand the impact, also understand the reasoning behind it. When Nat Turner was a child, there were many instances in which those around him referred to him as if he were a prophet or had some kind of divine power. These ideas were not completely unfounded, as a young child was reported to know events prior to his birth and learned to lead and light at a young age. Um, true, but he described his family as very religious, so there could be some bias there. Things were going well until Nat Turner turned 25 years old, when he started claiming to see visions of a massive war that he later realized he would start. Before that, he knew that he would have a large purpose, but he did not know what it would be. At age 28, he realized his plan and started gathering a small following to form the rebellion. He was quite smart as well, leading and writing at a young age, and making paper and gunpowder later on. One odd thing that I noticed about his motivations was that he said his masters had always been kind to him, so it seems to have been purely done for a religious reason. In an odd way, it seems if his visions of war came true later on, with a devastating war caused by many events such as this one. On the night of August the 21st, Turner met with his followers and they made a vow that they would kill any slave owner they encountered. They started with Turner's master's family, the Travises. After killing Travises, uh, Turner and his group moved from plantation to plantation through the countryside of the Southampton, Virginia, and there they slaughtered all whites and freed all slaves. Uh, by next day, the group had already killed about 55 people, including men, women, and children. The free slaves, and now some free blacks, joined the group too as they moved around. One slave was killed because he refused to join. Turner led his group heading to Jerusalem where he believed he could enforce their army for the next rebellion. As people figured out uh, what was happening, they gathered a bunch of armed whites and attacked Turner's group. The governor of Virginia had called volunteers to put down the rebellion. Soon they successfully dispersed Turner's group and captured and killed the slaves that had joined the Severian or had been suspected to. Turner himself ran away and escaped capture. As Turner's followers confessed that Turner was the leader, the state set a reward to capture him. After two months of hiding, in October 15, 1831, Nat Turner was captured by a soldier in the patrol and surrendered willingly. On November 11, uh, 1831, uh, Nat Turner went, to, went on trial and executed. Now we will talk about the effects of the rebellion. After the rebellion, um, plantation owners in the South faced two major problems. These two problems were the possibility of another slave uprising and the intensification of the abolitionist campaign against slavery. Nat Turner's rebellion made plantation owners fear another slave uprising. This made plantation owners to enforce much more strict laws to limit both slaves and free slaves' actions. 
this was one of the major effects of the Nocturnal Rebellion that had on people. Another effect that Nocturnal Rebellion had was the intensification of abolitionist campaign. Many abolitionists in the North saw um, Nocturnal Rebellion as a sign of inhumanity, instability, and sinfulness of the slavery system. Slave owners in the South, on the other hand, saw Nat Turner's Rebellion as a reason to justify the need to step up the defense of the slavery system. So to defend the slavery system, slave owners in the South kept uh, compared the lack of slaves with the factory, um, the factory workers in the North. They argued that living conditions of the factory workers in the North were worse than living conditions of the slaves in the South. This intensified the conflict between the abolitionists in the North and the slave owners in the South.